0: This week's episode is presented by Elite Pool Tile Cleaning. If you are a, a fan of the podcast, you would remember a couple of episodes ago, I had Darren on to discuss the uh, facilitation of the wildfire relief that we did for the campfire in Butte County. Uh, Darren was essential uh, in getting the trucks facilitated and the volunteers going. And, and uh, I had the pleasure to ride up with him and uh, deliver the goods up to uh, Chico for those in need. But now he's actually joining forces with the Radvertising Army. And Darren is the owner of Elite Pool Tile Cleaning, and if you are not aware of what he does, most people don't call Elite Pool Tile Cleaning because they don't even know that the service is available. Despite their 13 years of experience of the greater Sacramento area, once you're booked, Elite cleans the tile using environmentally safe glass beads at a low air pressure. The calcium buildup is destroyed, leaving the tile surface undamaged and beautiful again. And when Elite Pool Tile Cleaning is done, you're good to swim in your beautifully clean pool right away. At the average cost of $5 per foot, it's a lot less. Less expensive than replacing your tile. Something too many pool owners have felt forced to do. So head over to ElitePoolTileCleaning.com and while there, check out the amazing before and after picks. Then get your appointment for a free estimate scheduled online or by calling 916-714-POOL. That's 916-714-POOL. Now is the time to get your pool swim weather ready. Just a few hours this winter will make it beautiful for years to come. ElitePoolTileCleaning.com That's ElitePoolTileCleaning.com And also brought to you by... Tech to you. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads, they'll even recycle electronics. Visit www.tech2u.com that's tech, the number 2, U com or call 888-340-8324 that's 888-340-8324 for tech to you the rad the, broadcast. Broadcast. the rad broadcast the rad broadcast all right we're back at it with another episode of the rad broadcast i'm producer brandon from the rad radio show and with me today is my lovely wife mrs brandon Hello, or Haley, as most of you know her now. Um, before we get started, I've got a lot of uh, 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 Doctor. Fraud letters um, asking for some advice related to uh, DUIs, uh, being bisexual in a straight relationship, and also a uh, anger ball of a husband who is acting out in front of his uh, of his animals and um, in front of his kids, and the wife is is wondering if there's something that she could do to kind of help rectify the situation. Um, a lot of her friends are saying, leave, he's going to beat you, um, which isn't always the answer. Um, but it's kind of a relatable issue, I think, um, because I feel like I've been kind of been the anger ball, um, that, that has been kind of lashing out, I guess, or have had some temper tantrums, I guess you could say. Um, as, as I say that Haley is, uh, Eagerly shaking her head, yes, yes. I temper wasn't tantrums. Eagerly,
1: it yes. was a so slight her eyes, nod. Her like eyes got all water.
0: Yeah, all her, her eyes got really big, and we're like, "Oh yeah, it's temper tantrums, big baby over here."
1: Even accurate.
0: So we'll Don't get to all, we'll get to all of that, including um, our review for the movie Glass, the latest M Night Shyamalama ding dong movie, um, and some other. Uh, shows, movies, entertainment related things like uh, my my initial reaction to Punisher's season two from Netflix, Um, the teaser for Happy season two that just came out. One of those shows that I kind of discovered that's been out for a while, but I just discovered this year and absolutely loved it. And they just dropped the uh, season two trailer today as we record this. Um, So that's really exciting. And we'll also talk about the, the Black Mirror movie Grabber Snatch.
1: Bandersnatch. Uh,
0: oh, I'm sorry. Is do you it not...
1: really? Do you, is that really an accident?
0: Yes, yes, it is an accident. Yes, I accidentally say grabbersnatch because bandersnatch is so so close. It's just a slip of the tongue, if you
1: know. Yeah, will. yeah. Love the um, sarcasm. <laughs> can you taste it, people?
0: <laughs> and so uh, we'll, we'll get to all that. But first, I, I have to, I have a kind of a special announcement, uh, kind of a teaser. Um, I mentioned it on the air uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, but I did get confirmation that I can finally officially tease the teaser um, from Sac Spirit. Melissa and Brent, who uh, are from the Sacramento Paranormal Intuitive Research Investigation Team. That's why they call themselves spirit. It's a little bit easier to say. Um, they 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 visited the show a couple of times. They've done the read the uh, paranormal investigation here at the studio. They've done the paranormal investigation at the house. But now they're uh, they've actually recruited me to go on a investigation ride along. Uh, maybe a a
1: uh, uh, on site investigation.
0: I'm like a co ghost whisperer for go. them. Um, they're actually going to be doing something very exciting in the Sacramento area. I can't say exactly where or what or or uh, exactly when, but this this investigation is going to take place at the end of a, of March, and uh, this is just a quote Melissa um, in a message she sent to me earlier today. She said, "We are confirmed to investigate a historic military location and help bring light to their story and history, and then we're going to help them with a." Uh, trying to bring attention to the whole thing so that we could get uh, restoration funding and get their museum going. And we also want to tell the history and paranormal story, and they are delighted to welcome us in. Sack Spirit and the Rad Radio, Rad Broadcast team will be there. Um, except for you. You're not going to be there. I
1: won't be able to be there.
0: Why can't you go?
1: I'm throwing a bachelorette party.
0: Oh, that's a good reason to miss it.
1: Yeah, yeah. it doesn't suck.
0: You will be missed. But
1: I will miss the event. I'm I'm sad that I can't be on location like that. It definitely, you know, piques my interest. Yeah. But I'll be uh, throwing some back with the ladies nice. in the Reno area. Good.
0: Well, that, that'll be awesome. So um, while you're off partying with the ladies, I'll be whispering to the ghosts with Sex Spirit. And uh, the week of the event... Uh, so the week of that, that that week's broadcast, I'll be able to announce exactly what location. Kind of give some of the history behind the location to tease it a little bit more, and hopefully bring some uh, bring some awareness and some attention to this particular location, so they can uh, get their needs met for restoration funding and get their museum going. That that sounds really fun.
1: I think it's a great noble cause.
0: And so, uh, as I mentioned, we do have some letters here from uh, concerned, some uh, worried listeners. Um, some prod heads that need some help. So I'm going to start off with kind of an easier one. Um, and they'll work our way up to the the, you know, the big b- abuse one that, that we need to cover. Um, first off, this one is from Liz. She says, producer Brandon, my brother got his second DUI this past weekend. He totaled his car, but it oh. is thankfully unharmed. It did not hurt or kill anyone. Thank God. His last DUI was seven years ago. Can you give any insight to the possible legalities he may face? I've read 96 hours to uh, one year of jail time, a breathalyzer device installed in his car and suspension of his license for up to two years. Thank you for any insight you can provide. Well, uh, unfortunately, Liz, I do have uh, a history with this and I like to think that I've got about seven years now since my last one. About seven years uh, since my last one. So similar time frame to uh, what your brother is experiencing. Um, And it was my second, unfortunately. Um, Both of mine were centered around uh, just having too much and not being responsible, getting behind the wheel. And fortunately, like your brother, not killing anybody in the event. Um, My first one, I did end up totaling my truck because I fell asleep at the wheel. There's nobody there around me. I was like. Four minutes from my house and, um, should
1: have walked it. Sh- well, <laughs>
0: the, the, shouldn't
1: have gotten behind the wheel though. I
0: shouldn't have gotten behind the wheel. My, I drove a considerable distance, um, but it wasn't until I got about four minutes from my house that I had told my car, I called the cops on myself, basically said, I crashed. Come get me. And I, so I called the cops and, and that was my first, had to do about six months of uh, community service. After that, I did spend the night in jail that one night, um, and I also had about a year of DUI classes, or um, they're, they're basically like court mandated counseling sessions, which are in a group setting and as as well as a one on one thing. So you have like a certain amount of one on ones to a certain amount of uh, group setting classes, and it's they're basically the same thing. You go in, you check in with everybody, and you say uh where you're at in your either you're recovering or you're cutting back or it's not really AA it's more driven to help teach you the risks and um uh the choices that you make and the behaviors that you act on and how alcohol is related to all that so it's kind of like a gamut of AA to driver's ed to uh Uh, health and wellness it's kind of all that stuff in one but it's all court mandated and those classes actually did help me not the first time because the second time (laughs) it was about uh three uh three years which is like kind of like the the uh going rate two or three years after your first ui if you're going to get a second one it's kind of like in that ballpark range um and that second one I, i just had a little too much and i was driving my vehicle and my tags were expired and because my tags were expired, I got lit up and pulled over, and uh, I was just an idiot. And
1: to this day, he's up to it. Extraordinarily paranoid about tags and registration on the vehicle. Well, wouldn't you
0: be? I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's not no. like I mean, I made the bad decision to to be behind the wheel That's after true. drinking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I, I mean, I, and I know now that I don't drink and drive at all anymore. No, no, no not at all. Um. But if I am worried about a tag, it's just like this paranoia now, you know, I'm more paranoid about any, everything on the road, Mm -hmm. especially, um, I'll get to my second and, and the, and the legal issues that I faced after that. Um, but I, I was actually detained a year after the fact that I had actually served three days in jail for my second DUI, which is kind of like the standard rate for how many days? Three, three or four days. So there's three nights, four days in jail um, after you get a second DUI, and that that, that whole situation was terrifying to me. I, I'm not somebody that belongs in jail, but it was something that I needed to do because, first of all, the law said so, and second of all, I needed to go through that process or or, or that 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 uh, that punishment in order to truly understand the magnitude of of my poor decisions. Um, so, uh, but it was like a year later that I had actually been detained in the parking lot of the, of the radio show station longer than that because there was some paperwork that had, uh, fell through the cracks that, that said that I didn't do those three or four days. It was like three or
1: four years after it was a year, like a year or a year and a half after you had like completed everything. Everything, all my classes, Everything like, was finished. like there
0: was nothing that I had uh, mandated to me that I had to fulfill at this point. Went, yeah, went. it was
1: like, and it was the simple thing of a simple piece of paperwork from the lawyer.
0: <clears throat> well, it wasn't the lawyer. It was so, so it was the paperwork that, that fell through the crack yeah. was the proof that I had actually served those three or four days in jail.
1: But the lawyer that, had it.
0: No, the lawyer the lawyer didn't have it. The lawyer helped fix the situation. The lawyer was the one who who got the ear of the judge that was able to release me That's that day right. because I was it's a really long and and frustrating story like it's making my blood boil right now, but the cop was just doing his job, okay? I I I was driving earlier on in the in the morning and they had to they ran my plate and I had a red flag on it and they pulled me over and I had to call everybody at the radio station and say, "Hey, they're, they're taking me in. I have no idea why. And fortunately, my paperwork for for my lawyer and all that stuff was easily accessible. So I called you. Yeah. And I had to uh, basically have you negotiate with my lawyer and try I to did. figure I out had, what everything happened. I had to
1: call. That's why I, I'm I'm pretty sure the lawyer had a copy of the paperwork, the proof that you needed. Yeah. And he, and, and, and he was scheduled to go into court that day at like 8 a.m. Mind you, I was calling it like... First thing, like I was in no way was I like, I'll wait until this guy might be awake. I was calling right away and he managed. He's like, I've got an in. I got to pull like a special favor. I'll call you back as soon as I can. It was like, what? Six. What? You were in there for six hours. Yeah. So,
0: Liz, none of this sounds good to you and probably is not reassuring at all because the system is not perfect that was but, a
1: freak incident that kind of thing doesn't normally happen yeah so everybody was very apologetic
0: my my paranoia is is valid because i i was haunted by my poor decisions even after i had done everything that i was supposed to do paid all the fines went all the classes did the time and i was still apprehended for stuff that was like a red earmark on my record it has since been cleared everything's been good yes like like Haley said, everything, everybody is apologetic, but they were all just doing their jobs because simple paperwork wasn't filed. Now that leads me to my first tip of advice. And that is not only just the tip, but lawyer up, get yeah. a lawyer, retain it, get somebody to help your brother. At least make sure that everything goes through the way that it's supposed to. Had I not had that lawyer, I would have been in, in jail for an additional four days if not more, just while waiting they,
1: for a transfer
0: while they figured things out. Yes, yeah. because I was taken to a jail that wasn't in the county that I was originally um, uh, apprehended in. Right,
1: it was it was Placer you were picked up in. Yeah, in the, Sac the Sacramento where County warrant was issued. So
0: they because I was picked up in that particular county, and they have some sort of shuttle system that that only takes place on certain days. And I was going to have either
1: of the agencies like or talk to each other.
0: I don't know about all that. That's I don't know what,
1: what I was what, told by I, them. <laughs> I don't know
0: about any of that, but um I'm just glad that they're there to do their jobs. Um, but had the paperwork gone through the the right way the first time, I wouldn't have had to go through this whole process. But anyways, long story short, lawyer up, get one. Just put one on retainer. Um, there's plenty of them in the Sacramento area that are uh, affordable, but you know, it, it's it's like you, you get what you pay for, but at least if you have somebody in your corner, helping you out, it it, it helped me out tremendously. And it's one of those things that I, 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 I'm grateful for because there, it would have been a lot more difficult had I not had a lawyer on my, on my side. I I was going through the, 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 the court proceedings, like you had to be there. Um, at least the first one I was there for, um, because I just wanted to be there to represent myself and, and own up to my mistake um, but there were guys there that were representing themselves and they were just getting some serious sentences dealt to them without any sort of argument. And if they tried to argue, they were just shut up by the by the by the judge because it was just blabbling, you know, babbling right. idiocy because they were just trying to state their case and say how they were right. Doesn't ever work. Lawyer up. Get a lawyer. Um, second of all, because this is a second, he can't expect to go to, go to jail for at least 96 hours. I know that the mandatory sentence in Sacramento for a second DUI is at least three to four days, um, after the initial night in jail that he got apprehended. Now, I don't know all the story or all the background background or how much, um, as BAC was, if he blew below the, the, the legal limit, that's below 008 he might be able to fight some sort of wet and reckless, but because he has a sec, this is a second DUI. It will likely not work. Um, you'll still probably get tagged with the full DUI. Um, considering that he's still within that 11 year mark. And I think that's still, I think that's still the, uh, the timeline. If, if I think it's 11 yeah, not, years I'm until sure. your record, or at least the, the one of your DUIs is, is like, uh, uh, Drop down a level. Mm-hmm. Um, the severity of anything that happens within that eleven-year mark um, is is a lot higher than if you know this is your first offense. Yeah, and, um,
1: and expect what the breathalyzer—you're going to expect that for at least a year.
0: The ignition interlock system, um, as far as I know, like I said, this has been years. Thank God, this has been so far in my past that I, I don't really remember, and a lot of things have changed. But it's still fresh enough in my mind to remember that, uh, the first year, first offender DUIs, you do get a breathalyzer. So with the second, you do get a breathalyzer, but you also will lose your license for a year, um with your second DUI.
1: Yeah. And then once at you least get your, a year. so it's the year you lose your license, at least yeah. it, I don't know if legislation has changed or if laws have changed. Yeah. I was reading that, um, they were trying to pass a law that all new cars have to come with a breathalyzer attached. I don't know about all that. I don't think that. that will ever uh, pass. I don't think but, that's going to happen. No, but I'm just saying that kind of stuff is always, uh, you know, changing. We just went through our primaries. Like there's all or our, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of always changing. So, um, it was a year of the suspended license. And then once you got your license back, you had to get the, uh, what is it, the SR-22? You're going to have to get one of those again. And then he could put the um, the breathalyzer on the car, which wasn't that a monthly charge? Or there was a charges occur like that happened with that, right? I'm sorry, what? The breathalyzer, there were charges that you had to pay? Like, what was it that you had to pay? Was it a monthly fee?
0: So the breathalyzer, it's like a servicing charge. You have to go in to get it recalibrated so that there's nobody that's tampering with it. But it's also a way for the state to keep track of Mm -hmm. your your activity with it. Because if you blow too many negatives, it'll lock you out, and it keeps track of that. Um, So the servicing, you go in, it gets recalibrated. They report it to the DMV in the state to make sure that uh, you're keeping up to code with it. And it's not cheap. None of this is cheap. You have to pay for the rental of the device. You have to pay for the servicing of the device.
1: The installation. The
0: installation. The, the, the D installation. Yeah,
1: the uninstallation the
0: of it uninstallation. all. uninstallation.
1: That's the word I was looking
0: for. <laughs> <laughs> you're just thinking about the D. That's it. Uh, hey, so? And uh, so, you know, I, I think what you need to do, Liz, is just be there for your brother. Maybe give him some rides every now and then. Yeah. I, I got really familiar with asking people for rides and I I was a loser. I I still think I'm a loser for a lot of the stuff that I've been through, but that's just my own battle that I'm dealing with and you know, we all make mistakes. It's it's what we do on the other end and it's how we we deal with them that that makes us who we are. So, Liz, just be there, be supportive for your brother. Maybe uh, help him with whatever alcohol problems he might be having. You know, we talk a lot about that on the on the podcast and on the show. Um, if you need any advice on, on that kind of stuff, you can always ask us, but, um, you know, he might have some issues that you might be able to help him out with. Yeah. I'm glad that you're writing in to find out any information about him, uh, for him. But the sad news is he's got to face the music. And I think that's one of the best pieces of advice that I could give him is, um, learn from your mistakes and yeah. go through the motions because that's what they're there for.
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress too much about the jail time. Um, I've heard some stories from people that I've known who, um, just people from my past that the ones that got the year term for their DUI Mm -hmm. usually involved a manslaughter charge.
0: Yeah. Like
1: it's somebody either died or almost died in the crash or, you know, it it would, it's, it's pretty severe. Something would have had severely would have had, had to have happened that was severe in order to kind of push for that one year charge. So, yeah.
0: And, thankfully liz your brother doesn't have to deal with any of that
1: no no but
0: because that would be a much more tragic story it would be and a much more tragic thing to cover if we had to give advice on that but that's not the case hopefully your brother gets the help he needs and then he gets through it um as best he can and uh don't forget that soap on the rope
1: can i say something sure you know how you got all upset about that day that the warrant was yeah yeah. Do you know what my favorite part of that day was? What the, the thing I remember most about that day was pulling up to the courthouse and that hug that we had.
0: Yeah. 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 So that was, that, that was good.
1: That was good. Not the best one.
0: No, it's not. Uh, I mean, that feeling when I was leaving was was the best feeling. But to That's have you I there, hold on to. to have you there, just was the icing on the cake.
1: That just for me, like that whole day was so it was fucked off because it was completely out of our control Yeah. and there was nothing we could do about it. So the best, the only way I can kind of like be okay with that day was watching you walk out and knowing that you were going to be going home that night.
0: Yeah, that was uh that was a tough time. Thanks for uh, helping me relive that. I appreciate that. But in the best way I was possible at the end, the I was trying to was give good. you the
1: silver lining for that. That
0: was good. It's just, man, ugh.
1: seriously, what?
0: I just need to kick, stop kicking myself in the ass. So you know what? I'm going to get, I'm going to go to this one next just because I feel like I need to address it. And it's only because it's kind of relatable and I don't know exactly what my problem is. And I'm sure it just means I have to, you know, figure out a way to deal with my issues. But here we go. Um, I want to leave this name withheld, even though it was posted on our Rad Podcast group, because you don't know who's listening, and you uh, <clears throat> don't know if she wanted me to disclose this on the podcast, but here we go. She says, so Brandon is always saying how this is a safe place to talk, which it is. The Rad Podcast group on Facebook is a very safe place to talk. Um, she says, I want to ask everyone a question. My husband and I have been together for 18 years. We have kids and pets, which apparently creates a lot of stress for my husband. He is often throwing tantrums. Yelling, sometimes hitting walls, etc. Is this a normal guy thing, or should I be worried? I never know because people don't even talk it out with me. They just say I need to leave before he starts hitting me or the kids. Although we've been together for four, for 18 years, and he never has hit us. Um, although that, <laughs> if it's not normal, what do you all suggest we do to help him get his temper in control? Obviously, we can't get rid of the kids or pets, but maybe you all have other suggestions that have worked for yourself or a significant person in your life. Now I said, that this is kind of relatable because I feel like just in the last year that, and I, th- I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like it's just been in the last year that I've, I haven't really been dealing with stress and anxiety in a healthy way. Like I kind of jumped to kind of like a, an angry zone when it's un- uncalled for. And I'm not sure. What are you looking at?
1: I'm sorry. Um, You know the signs that we have over there? The rosy riveters? Yeah.
0: There? One of the pins got pulled out.
1: Three of the pins got pulled out.
0: No, there were only two in
1: that. There were four. Hmm. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I just note. I couldn't stop looking at it because I kept thinking, how did three of those pins get pulled out? Weird. Sorry. Keep going.
0: Well, I, I was just saying that I don't think I think in like the last year that 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 I've kind of been this has kind of been boiling up. And I'm not sure if that's co- completely accurate, I don't know, you can you can tell me if I'm wrong. Um but
1: it does seem like the last year has been a little bit more um tense.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure what it is. Is it
1: Is it our space? Is it work? Is, is it,
0: it Is it the animals? I'm not I'm not sure. I I'm genuinely trying to extrapolate this live here without making the animals it uncomfortable always
1: stress you out. Even when they're healthy, you're stressed out about them dying or something. So that you just Well, I do just, worry
0: about their well-being.
1: Yeah, no, just like kick that one to the side cuz okay. I, I mean, yeah, we have our moments with the animals, but I don't think that they're the trigger because mm-hmm. they're they bring you comfort. True. That more so than they bring you uh angst or, you know, frustration.
0: And so I'm I'm curious what I I'm I'm honestly curious why you know, maybe this this letter writer thinks that her husband is throwing tantrums because of kids and stress related to the kids and, and the pets. But couldn't it be a little bit something more?
1: Could it be work?
0: Could it be something like deeper than
1: that? Like yeah.
0: something that he just needs to go to counseling for? Could
1: it be something that he's not even really aware is triggering him or stressing him out? Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe. I feel like there's so much more... There, there, there's so many more factors that could be in here, but I, I'm not seeing them like, <clears throat> you know, how old are the kids? How okay. many animals do you have? You know, do you, are you guys in a position where you could take a vacation? Um, You know, could you maybe throw the animals in a, in a, boarding place for a weekend and, and get a break. Like, is it a break that you guys need? Is it, you, do you need a break from each other? Do you need a break from life? Do you, does he need a break? Like what's going on?
0: Well, maybe he doesn't have that ability. Maybe yeah, he, it, he always needs to be working. Maybe he always needs to be present. Maybe there's just no chance for, for him to take a break. And maybe that's, what's wearing him down is that he knows that there's no stopping. Like that, that he has to keep going. He has to keep in charge He has to make sure that the pets are are being taken care of. You know, I'm sure that the letter writer is it's I don't know. Is she being a good teammate? Is she helping out with certain things or is all of the weight falling on the letter writer's husband's shoulders?
1: Well, and it does. It sounds like she's surprised by that, which this statement right here, we have kids and pets, which apparently creates a lot of stress for my husband. It sounds like that's news to you. Like, wait a minute. I thought we were in this together and all of a sudden you're more like, it's, I don't know. I honestly, I feel like, I feel like, um, this is going to sound messed up. I've, I've had a lot of relationships. I've been through a marriage previously, um, Someone commented that it was it's almost as if men only have two emotions.
0: Yeah, uh, George said that.
1: yeah, you know how I, I yeah. marked that. Yeah.
0: men are programmed by the society's expectations to only have two emotions, happy and anger. These are the only two emotions many men think are acceptable for men to exhibit. All the other emotions are force uh, f- forfeit and forced fit into one of those two. Um He says that he needs someone he can talk t- this out with. You need someone you can talk this out with, and uh, George's suggestion is couples therapy to start to figure out what is going on.
1: Well, maybe it's not couples therapy. Maybe he needs some counseling. Maybe it he needs to be able to go to a safe place and get it off his chest.
0: Quiet, where there's no kids and no pets. No kids,
1: no pets, no, no mom, distractions. No, no, no wife, no nobody, to, so that he can literally just get it all out there without the fear or pressure of hurting somebody. Or, um, but I. I wholehearted. I I hate to do it, but I agree with the fact that it seems as though men do only have two emotions, Mm. which as frustrating as this term is, I think that's the epitome of the toxic masculinity issue that's kind of being thrown around right now. Mm. Because as a woman from the other side, we'll see men get upset about something and we're not. And we, we go, okay, like, let's work this out. Men see women get upset about something and they tell us to calm down. We obviously have different priorities as far as what we care about, what needs to be handled and how we get angry or what we get angry about. It happens. Um, The last thing you should ever do to an angry woman is tell her to calm down, especially if you're a man. (laughs) Let me tell you, it doesn't work.
0: You know what? Calm down.
1: Just, yeah. (laughs) Um, and we, we do all go through hormonal changes. So you guys have been together for 18 years. Maybe he's going through a bit of a hormonal change.
0: Maybe that's what I'm going through.
1: Maybe. I was just going to say, I think you're just PMSing. So.
0: Yeah, but so for a married. whole year?
1: No, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's You do like, go
0: through a second puberty in your 30s, right? Like yeah. there is a such such a thing as a second puberty. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's just what I'm yeah, going through. Yeah,
1: It's like your body starts to change in a an way angry
0: teenager teenager again,
1: yeah, I don't know, but it do- it does seem as though um anger is kind of the top of the list for a lot of men that I have had been with and I've been in several long-term relationships and I like every single person I've dated or been with, if you wake him up from whatever before his alarm goes off middle of the night. It's almost always met with anger. Always. Uh, Reactions to, you know, pain, anger. Um, To having hurt feelings, anger. To uh, just something inconvenient. It's anger. Anger, it should be the last emotion you get to before you do something about it. Anger is a sign that something needs to change. We get hangry. <laughs> you think it's a joke, but we do. We get The reason we get a little bit frustrated when we need to eat, it's a sign that we have to do something. You got to eat. You got to feed yourself, that kind of thing. It's a good motivator in some ways. But anger doesn't need to be expressed as all the emotions it wants. It's mm. too much. Mm-hmm. You have to allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. And if that means like take a minute let that wave of frustration wash over you, walk the fuck away, let it stop. And I think because frustration can be, frustration and anger can be signs of anxiety and stress. They, I've had angry outbursts that were anxiety-fueled. And it, it, I didn't know what was going on at the time. I look back and I'm like, oh, my Lord, like I needed to get control of myself. That was insane. I shouldn't have slammed that door. I shouldn't have thrown that thing. And the more I just would stop. Take a few deep breaths, let that that wave kind of die down, because if you react, you're just going to fuel it. It's just going to keep going.
0: Alicia uh, weighs in a little bit on this in and, and a similar vein. She says oftentimes anxiety and depressive symptoms can manifest as anger and irritability in people. Maybe see if he would be willing to talk to someone, kind of like what we're saying. Yes. Definitely a male therapist or counselor, someone maybe he would feel like he could relate to, yeah. especially if he can't necessarily identify his triggers for his anger.
1: That's and, and it's fair to say that he might not be able to trigger, to identify what's triggering him. And the progression may have happened enough over enough time that he doesn't even realize that he's changed.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and George continues to say, uh, you know, he was talking about the two emotions, anger and, uh, happiness. He continues to say, another thing I've learned in life is that people need to remember who they are. You have several roles in life. Yourself as an individual, you as a wife, you as a mom, you as your husband's other half of the couple, your husband has the same number of different roles. If all of your roles are not fulfilled and healthy, Some part of you is very unfulfilled and frustrated. I have seen lots of couples that failed to be a couple or failed to be individuals and all their energies go to being parents. When children get to be teens and more independent, the unfulfilled frustrated parents start questioning, what the fuck am I doing here? And starts looking for an out. Now that when I read that my initial gut feeling uh, says I'm giving too much of myself to my work. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm just.
1: He's giving too much of himself somewhere.
0: Yeah, the letter writer's yeah. husband, right? Yeah,
1: somewhere. Yeah, where, wherever that might be, it's somewhere, or it's, or he's not giving enough to himself where he needs it. Like
0: Ding, ding, ding.
1: He might. It might be that he has enough energy after work to go hit the gym for like forty-five minutes or an hour, in a way of like de-stressing. Like he might need to exert some energy, which maybe sounds a little crazy, but it might be some sort of mental energy. He needs to exert mental and physical. Yeah. Maybe sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you just have like a dog. You have to just work yourself. till so you're too tired to give a fuck. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in shaming, but I believe that men, uh, men need to feel the feelings mm-hmm. they need to. It's finding patience too. You got to find some like, it's self control and patience because I'm not saying don't get angry. I'm simply saying when you get angry, let's have a moment and try and go. Th- it, what's it called? Acing it. If you can't accept it and you can't change it, you eliminate it. That's called acing it. So you, mm-hmm. That's like it's a really simple. Okay, how do I go from what is it that made me angry to okay? If I can't accept this, can I change this? It gives you a plan of action. Okay? If I can't change it, then I need to clearly eliminate it, which gives you kind of your self-care mm-hmm. if you think about it. Um and it it's it follows along the same vo- line of we basically have like three brains. Just what is it? It's the reptilian and the human. There's another one I'm try- it's I it's, I'm digging into my memory banks about this one. It's from a book I believe called Just Listen. Um, and it's kind of about how to connect with other people, like actually listening to them mm-hmm. um, and, and how our brains work. And so the reptilian brain is, um, it's your reactive one. Okay. That's usually the one that like, it gets triggered. And if you can get yourself up into the higher plane brain, meaning if you can get past the levels of instinctual reaction, like something you like an angry outburst. If you can work on that, you can get to the next step which gives you the plan of action. How can I change? That? How can I fix this? How, what can I do? The faster you can get to that, the faster you can get to the next step of being able to accept it, making that change and moving on. It's a it's a it's a brain train. You have to stop and train yourself. I've been doing this. I try and work on this. Well, this is
0: just proof that no matter how old you get, you, you're still going to have lessons to learn. Now, oh, always. Rob posted a, a soapbox uh, recently about the how time marches on, and how we're all aging, and uh, you know how the older you get, the less you care about what others think. And I think that there's a lot of truth to that. But I don't think that the lessons ever stop. I, and I don't think I think that they like the.
1: Oh. Sorry, did you roll on Opie? I'm sorry,
0: I just squished our puppy. Oh, my I'm sorry, God. Opie. Okay. <laughs> i I just don't think the world ever stopped learning because i mean i I thought that this was very relatable because i've I've been feeling a change in me in the last year that i I can't deny anymore that I'm just like i' I'm, I'm not an angry person, I'm a very patient person, I'm very even keeled, but for whatever reason like that's changing and I don't like it. I don't like who I am now, and I don't know if it's because I'm giving myself away too much to one thing and I'm not allowing to uh, give myself the things that I need to care for myself because by all appearances and all, by everything on, by everything on paper and everything that I've got going for me, I'm married to a beautiful woman. I have wonderful animals. I've got a great place that I live at. I got a great job that that supports me and my family and my fate, my, my furry animals. More than
1: supports. I mean... We have everything a, we could want. We're in
0: a thriving uh, business right now. And, Amazingly enough. And it's just, I mean, what, what, what do I have to bitch about?
1: Yeah, what do you have to bitch about?
0: But I find myself getting angry because something isn't going the right way, or I'm not in control of something, or I have to be in control all the time, and that in turn makes me angry because I don't have any balance to it.
1: I think I know one of the reasons. And I don't think you're going to like it, but I think you're going to agree with me. And it's alcohol. Hmm. Since May, we were able to drink. And I'm going to be really candid about this. We've had more arguments. We had fights this last year. We yelled at each other. We yelled at each other. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. I went to bed in a separate room one night. Because you wouldn't accept the fact that I was angry about the alcohol and that that was the only reason. You were sure there was something else. You you were like, it's not the alcohol. It's not the, I mean, you're drunk. Not the alcohol. And I said, yeah, but it killed my father and it upset me. And how this night went down was unacceptable for us, Mm -hmm. period. For our baseline, how we act, how we are, who we are, and what we are, and our family dynamic, it ruined it all for one night, a couple of hours. Yeah, And I remember standing there saying, why is this not enough for you? And I, I have to, I just have to say, Ev, it's like the idea that you are allowed to drink, you can drink. There's no restrictions on that. It's fine. But when we took that away, it was like the pressure was taken away from you. Yeah. And now the pressure to always be on, to always be in control, despite the fact that you want to drink, you have to make it a rule with yourself to say, I can't, I literally can't have that because it makes me an angry person. It fucks with my life. It's not good for me and it never feels good. And the older we get, the worse we feel after we drink. Mm -hmm. I won't drink. Even a glass of wine a week before I have some kind of event that involves pictures or a wedding or because I look and feel like shit. And it may not be that everybody sees me the way I see me when I'm hung over the next morning. But I see physical changes in my skin overnight, Mm -hmm. in my body, in mentally. I hate who I am. I hate who I look like.
0: Don't bounce back the way we used to.
1: Nope, we don't. So I, that would be one of my observations.
0: Well, thank you for that very candid and real uh, observation. And I, I would agree that that, been, that has been the catalyst for our, our issues that we've had over the last year. But I would say that I think that once we acknowledge that late last year, we've since made it a priority to not get to that point.
1: And it's gotten better. It
0: has been getting better. And, I, and and none of my anger issues lately have been surrounded by alcohol. In fact, it's just, you know, it's stuff that's kind of out of my control and I need to work on acing it. It's, and I, that, th- These things that like these little phrases and tricks and tips don't work unless you put them into action. Mm-hmm. And it, one thing that I've been seriously neglecting is like my meditation, my gym time, you know things that are healthy for me in order to exert or expand my my memories um or, or not my memories but my my living yeah i haven't been utilizing and instead i just put work and and um life in in, in place so that i don't ever focus on me and it's just i don't know I thought that this was a very uh, relatable thing, and I hope that us just talking it through has at least given you some uh, direction maybe to take with discussing this with your husband, letter writer. Um, your, your husband clearly has something that he needs to get maybe get off his chest or talk about or get through. With your support, it could probably go a little bit uh, quicker. Um, and to Cody's point, he says, sit down without kids around, no pets, nothing to distract you, and ask him. Don't blame him or tell him what people have said or so-and-so suggested. Just remind him that you love him.
1: I, this is what I would do. Um, I would say to him, hey, let's, uh, let's plan a night where it's just you and me. There's no kids in the house. Um, you know, it, maybe animals go to a, a place for the weekend. I don't know. However you can clear the house. Maybe it's that you two go out somewhere. You get a babysitter, that kind of thing. And you tell him when he's calm and collected and and feels good, uh, I just wanted to check in with you. Are you feeling okay? Are you feeling pressured? I understand that, you know, you've been really stressed with the kids and the, the pets. Like, what can we do mm-hmm. as a family to, you know, alleviate that for you? Is there something going on? Or ask him these questions. Ask him, you know, not what's your trigger, but... <laughs> yeah.
0: Ask him what would help?
1: Yeah. What would how can we help you not not fix yourself, not, you know, offer the help
0: and be prepared for him to say, I need some alone time. I need some quiet time. I need some time for me or I need some more time with just you, wife. I want to figure out a way so that we can get away for a night or not even get away but stay in without any distractions with the animals and, and the kids.
1: And for that one, I have a wonderful suggestion that I try and, and make Brandon do with me, (laughs) um, schedule an hour of intimacy, uh, a day, if you can a day, every day would be great. And intimacy is not having sex. That's not what I'm talking about. It can be, it can be, it can be very intimate. Um, laughing until I nearly pee my pants with my husband in bed can also be a form of intimacy. Mm -hmm. It really just boils down to having a one-on-one connection. um, No distractions and seeing each other for who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, he might need to find a hobby. He might need some things, but if it's, if there's one way that you feel like you can connect with him a little bit better, give him an opportunity to talk about what's stressing about men go into their cave when they're stressed out and they don't want to talk. Women want to uh, pull it out of you yeah. because they want to go to
0: their she sheds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> women, uh, as humans, we process what we go through by storytelling. So, you know, the recap of the day. You talk about it. How do you pray? So he might not even be getting a chance to process his days. Mm. And as much as I hate to be like, you need to, you know, woman his ass down and make him sit and talk about his problems. Do it in a way that he offers it to you. Do it in a way that it feels safe and good for him. So he, you know, he needs to be able to feel a little vulnerable with you, I'm sure.
0: Maybe give him a whiteboard so he can draw some X's and O's and lay out the plays from that game that day.
1: Are you going to take this seriously?
0: Yes. Yes. Bring some levity to the situation.
1: Yeah.
0: I do. I I think it's all great advice. And I, and I hope that that at least what we demonstrated here, you know, since I do have the, the opportunity to talk this through my issues with, uh, with my wife here on, on the broadcast. Um, hopefully it's a demonstration of how you can have that kind of conversation, especially from the, from the wife's angle. Um, and hopefully that gives you some, some strength and some bravery to do it.
1: I do know how scary it can be. Even now when Brandon gets angry about something or I, you know, maybe a door slams, I still kind of flinch and shudder. So just know that it's okay. He's not always going to be like that, I'm sure. Um, but to also take a deep breath and not take it personal mm. right away. Don't, don't assume it's you because if you do, it's just going to exacerbate the situation. So,
0: so the next letter we have is from a, <laughs> uh, a bisexual woman who's in a straight relationship and we'll get uh, kind of the the recap of it, but she wrote a year ago. Um, and some of you might remember her once we get into the story. Uh, but she says, this is a question for some advice. I emailed about this a year ago. That's what I just said. And boy, have things changed. I am the bi wife interested in a poly marriage. We have a great life. 14 years of marriage, 18 together with four kids. I came out about three years ago to my husband. Uh, to my husband's response, quote: I already knew that. Now I'm realizing more and more that I'm not interested in him anymore and leaning more towards gay than bi. So we talked right cause right cause of communication is what what it's all about. And he agreed that we should both start seeing other people separately. This is the poly I'm interested in. I love him. I really do. He's my best friend. We've been through a lot, and he's been here for me through it all. We equally don't want to lose our family structure, but I have to be able to live my real me. So now I'm in the middle of a relationship where I love my husband, but don't want to have sex anymore, and it it just isn't appealing to me. And he does. This is something that if I told him, I know would crush him. How much... Should I communicate? I know it will hurt him, and that's the last thing I want to do. He hasn't started dating yet, but I have. How do I find balance? How do I be the real me without crushing him? Our kids are amazing creatures, and I don't want to separate our family over my desire to be me, and I can't wait until they're grown up, 14 years, until the youngest is 18, but I cannot be honest with my husband about this one silly thing. Help. Any advice is great. I'm, I'm hearing some conflicting things, especially with the, the idea where she says, this is the poly I want. This is the poly relationship I want. I don't want to have sex with him, but I love him. I don't want to break up our family structure, but I want to have relationships with other people, most notably women. How do you not break up that family dynamic right there? with the need with the need to have somebody else because you have no desire to have sex with your current partner. And, and the fact that she's not even being, I don't know, is she being honest to him about seeing other people now, even though he's not? I mean, did they come to that agreement that they could see other people and he's choosing not to see anybody?
1: Um, no, that- I think it just, I think it's easier for women to find... This is going to sound really weird, but I think it's easier for women to find the poly partners mm. than it is for the men. Right. I picked one out of a crowd. Right. Unfucking heard of. The one time I actually am the one that that like spearheads that adventure or sexcapade as we like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> um and I I plucked him right out of a crowd. It was <clears throat> eye contact it was over. Yeah. So maybe it's easier for women. Um, Maybe, and maybe because when you have a man who says, no, I'm married and I have a wife and I have kids, uh, women tend to want to be the ones that settle down mm. as far as straight women go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it may also be that 18 years together total, that's almost 20 years of being in a monogamous relationship. Mm. He may not know how to do it any other way anymore. And she may not know how to do it. How Mm. to have because it's hard. So it may be that you're not built to date other women and be with your husband, but rather you can sleep with them. Don't get too attached Mm. and don't get confused with lust. Lust and love are both equally as powerful. Lust can fuck you up. It'll be gone in six months to a year. And it can it can destroy the other part of your relationship if you're not careful about mm-hmm. it. How does your husband feel about you falling in love with a woman? Is that something you discussed? Is that how far you wanted to go?
0: It sounds like he's he's already been aware of her, um, that side of her.
1: Right, but I but know I'm in, aware in of practice. That side of you, yeah, but in practice, but, is he okay with it? Right, and yeah. in practice, is she okay with him being with another woman?
0: It sounds like it. It sounds like he she's almost like. Hey, I don't want to have sex with you anymore. So if you want to go have sex with somebody, great. That's the way I see it.
1: I would venture to say the first time he has sex with another girl, she's gonna have an instant reaction. Really? Like yeah. a negative I, reaction? I don't know if it'll be negative. It might spark her to want to have sex with him again. Really? Yeah. Something
0: I something instinctual. Yeah like like they like it's almost like men have to conquer and, and spread their seed to as many people as possible. But when it comes to a woman, is it like reclaiming? That's
1: my man. Reclaiming that yeah. seed. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was kind of a reaction. It's just when hmm. human brains are weird, we do weird things. Well, like,
0: clearly me... she, she is, she's wanting to have, uh, you know, I, I guess relationships with, with women while being married to the man still. Um, but he, she she doesn't want to break it to him. I mean, I, I'm having a I'm having a, a kind of a disconnect here. It's
1: like saying that I'm not attracted to you anymore, but I still love you. It's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> and it and it could change the dynamic of your relationship. Um.
0: But I feel like the the change is already in place. Yeah. And and it, it's almost like you've been honest to him this far, and he's been accepting of you this far. I mean, it, it's it's just. I think it, you just have to get to that point where you have to pull, pull the trigger, and be be your true self. But do it, um, do it. You don't want to do it like just just right away and and pull the pull the, um, you know that magic trick where you pull the
1: oh the yeah the the
0: tablecloth and everything stays <laughs> still because right now if you just did that right now everything would fly all over the place yeah. like, especially especially since it sounds like you kind of been doing things behind his back, which kind of makes things a little bit more uncomfortable, but it sounds to me that the understanding is that you are allowed to live the life you want to live. You just have to be honest with yourself and your partner, the man, the, the your husband. Um, We live in a, we live in a society now where it's almost like it's normal for kids to grow up with multiple parents and and it's kind of funny cuz it reminds me of the the latest season of Future Man where they go back to this parallel universe and this warrior guy from the future gets placed into this alternate reality of his you know present day in the future where there's a bunch of wives and husbands oh, yeah. in one <laughs> habit like in one the home unit yeah and <laughs> It's really funny, and we'll talk a little bit about it here in a little bit, but um, the idea that it's kind of going that way is, it it sounds a little bit satirical, but it's almost, it's got a lot of truth to it. I mean, we got a lot of um, open marriages, open relationships, um, a lot of people who who co-parent with other parents because of, uh, you know, broken homes.
1: But this isn't unusual. And this isn't a broken thing. I'm not saying that you're going to have concubines, but... Those family units have existed for thousands of years. If you look at other cultures. It's not an old idea. It's not an old idea. It's just not a Western American, British, whatever, you know, Eastern European idea. It's, it's just different. I, 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 the family dynamic in the Western household, the Western world household. Mm -hmm. I don't mean like. Old West, I mean, us, it's so different from the majority of the world. We kick the babies out of bed before they choose to go out of bed, um, which is a strange idea because basically we kick them out of our bed, but then we expect them to cohabitate with another human as an adult. So they have to relearn how to sleep with somebody else in the bed. (laughs) Do you see what I mean?
0: Yeah. But the, the co-sleeping thing doesn't always apply to no, all parents. I, I'm, not,
1: I'm not saying it does. It's an example. It's sure. an example of the extreme independence we force upon our children and ourselves. When in reality, we need to come together. Because when we come together, we succeed.
0: So the, I think the direct question in that letter was, how do I balance? Where do I balance? There's
1: a lot of questions in this letter.
0: But I think that that's the most important one. Because she is, there's already the ground rules in place. You can go see somebody else. I can go see somebody else, but I don't want to ruin the family unit. How do I balance?
1: It's about prioritization. Again, mm-hmm. we we go back to prioritizing the necessities. What's the necessity family unit,
0: right? Who's or, most important being mom.
1: Who's right. Who's most important in the family unit? Mom and dad. Right. First of all, let's get that out of the, out of the way, the providers, the providers, most important people in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, After that, your most important job is your children and your household. So are you going to allow somebody who hasn't built 18 years of this life with you and your family in and take any of you and your priorities, you know, you away from your priorities and, you know, what I feel like there needs to be some consideration for what type of polyamorous relationship you want. You say this is the polyamory you want, but how deep do you want it to go? Right. Are you talking about polyamory or polygamy where right. you're marrying other people
0: in the same household and not, keep, like, not keeping yeah. it separate? Because I, the way that I read it is she wants to go have fun on right. the side, but still have her family unit. And so maybe the, the compromise there is she designates specific weekends exactly to okay, well, mommy's gonna go hang out with
1: um, Aunt Karen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> fun Aunt Karen. Right, fun Aunt Karen. <laughs> um and, and maybe that's the compromise because maybe. clearly but you you uh, that's very sage advice is that you want you need to make sure that whatever this extracurricular or this um whatever this is for you to be true to you doesn't compromise what you have going on now she, she does make a great point that, you know, she, she doesn't want to wait until all of her kids are moved out because it's 14 more years until the youngest is 18. So that's a long time. Wow. Yeah. But it sounds like she's pretty dead set on not wanting to sleep with her husband anymore. So this is, this is where that balance and also kind of being honest to your partner right away right now will help things in the long run by you setting this, side, this time aside for you to do the things that you want to do while not compromising what you have going on at home.
1: I think the conversation can happen all at once. Every question that's been asked in here, yeah. every worry, concern, want, desire, everything can be discussed in one conversation. And I think it simply needs to be stated with, okay, this is happening now. I need to check in with my husband, my family unit. Not, it's not even husband. It's family unit. A head, head family unit needs to have a meeting. Mm-hmm. We need to talk to each other about what we both want, what we don't want. You need to be open to hearing what he has to say and take into consideration that all marriages are sacrifice and compromise. I'm not saying you have to sacrifice everything that you want, but he's probably sacrificing a lot of what he wants to give you what you want. Don't forget that. And if he's not, great, perfect, whatever. It's just, you have to be able to have this conversation. And I think the best way to get that started is by saying, what do you want from this? What do you want from me? What can I give you? How can I, you know, it's, I. and I think the issue of you saying, well, I'm not really into having heterosex right now. Then he needs, and don't say, I don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case.
0: No, it's just you're not interested in heterosex. Like yeah, I think,
1: I think, as like, let's go umbrella term there because mm. I, you're saying it's not appealing to you. I don't think it's him. I no. think it's all men right now. And I think that's because you've got the new shiny, you're finally able to like let your freak flag fly. I don't mean that. I, I it's just a term. I yeah. really don't mean to offend anybody. I, I don't I'm think not, you did. No. I just, I think that um, there's, like I said, that lust is kind of happening right now. Yeah. Like that crazy excitement. like Excited
0: with the idea. Yeah. It's like she you wants you to a favorite song going. And you put it
1: on repeat. Yeah. 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 It's that same. So you got to give it more time mm. and, and kind of pull it back. We went through something with someone where it sort of kind of started to become this weird poly relationship, but it's not necessarily what we as a unit wanted. Mm-hmm. And then the person that we were with didn't want it either, but emotions started to come up for someone and it started to create issues. So not only do you and your husband need to be on the same page, whoever you're dating needs to understand who the number one is. Yeah.
0: And that's you in that case. And you are the one that sets those rules. And they
1: need to respect that. absolutely. And you need to respect the family. You need to Mm -hmm. respect what you've built and don't forget it. And yep. there comes a point in most marriages where sex is obsolete. It doesn't mean anything. It, it's not, not neither one of them need it. Um, it, it, you need more from each other. And maybe that's another thing. Cause maybe you need something from him that he's not giving you. Yeah. That will turn you on. Maybe, maybe there's something that's just not quite, clicking for you and
0: maybe you'll realize that after you you have more experiences with with the same sex and
1: And maybe you are gay maybe 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 that's okay and that is okay just you know take it slow
0: that's a good idea
1: take it slow take it easy read about it read about other people look into it try and understand the different types of poly relationships
0: you've heard ours and you've heard the various different things that, that have happened. And you know, they don't always end so cheerfully. Yeah. So it's just, it's just one of those things that you gotta, gotta be mindful of.
1: It, it's always super shitty when we have to end something. We like in, them to in, kind in of anything. naturally just fizzle away or yeah. just, they just become a friend, you know, it, it sucks most when you have to end something. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. It's like breaking up.
1: Yeah. And it, I, that, that would be even harder to be the only one feeling the breakup in mm-hmm. a relationship. And your husband's like, well, you know, yeah. it can be a very strange dynamic. So yeah. just,
0: the husband's like, well, I don't really have anything invested in this, but you were going through a breakup with your girlfriend right? that I have nothing involved with. So am I just supposed to he- sit here and like chop liver?
1: Right. And, and how does that make do I him feel? You? Like how, what if he doesn't really, like, it, what if he's been sitting there going, yeah, well, she's not a good girlfriend. Like, yeah. I don't oh, like yeah. her either. Like you, there's so many variables that you just don't even think of until it happens. And, yeah.
0: You think about the vagina, but you don't think about the brain and and the personality that goes along right. with it.
1: You know, and, and somebody very close to me just went through something, um, fairly kind of traumatic to their relationship where one of them, you know, one of them's poly and one of them doesn't want to be poly anymore and they never really were and so it was the the you know the pull back and forth of well I want this and I want this and I want this and it ended up with one saying to the the non-poly saying to the poly you can have sex with them but you can't fall in love with them hmm. or I'm sorry it was yeah it was like it and it seemed so strange it was like oh but that kind of makes sense so I think it would I think that you're headed in the right direction to get what you want, but don't forget that most of the times humans learn for, learn what they want by getting what they don't want Mm -hmm. and know that you're lucky in the sense that you have a husband to go back to.
0: And he's supportive of how you feel and who you are.
1: So you have, you, you know, you have somebody to lean on and be there for you emotionally. So don't, don't forget that and try and continue to nurture that relationship if you want it to remain. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think that we helped her. I hope I do.
1: so. And I really hope so. And I want you to keep continue to follow up with us.
0: Yeah. If she does not you know, I know that she's, she's an avid listener of the podcast and the show. So if she doesn't uh, reach back out to us, that's fine, no. but take your time. Yeah. We would love to hear back from you. All right. I think that's going to conclude the Dr. Prod section uh which was you know a, a lot of the first full hour of this broadcast um so let's jump right to the entertainment yes while it's fresh in our minds glass the new M Night Shyamalan ding dong movie with James McCoy McAvoy, McAvoy sorry <laughs> James McAvoy <laughs> and Bruce Willis and uh uh, uh 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 you know the guy that played glass Mr. Glass yeah. you know the guy uh, Sammy Jackson uh,
1: Samuel L Jackson
0: Sammy Jackson and Sarah Paulson's also in it, who uh, is kind of a crush of mine. Um, but James <laughs> McAvoy is another crush of mine as well. That guy can oh my act, God. dude. I want to nibble
1: him up one side and down the other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Especially in Glass, he get ripped oh. for that role, man. Um, but oh, other than the, the James McAvoy being eye candy and Sarah Paulson being. Amazing! Um,
1: I love that he was not eye candy. Like the first time I ever saw him in a movie, he was the little um, like goat guy. Oh yeah, yeah in the Narnia, in, in in Narnia. That's right. <laughs> and then like he was Mister
0: Mister uh, I can't remember. His I don't. Name.
1: I can't remember his name either. Yeah. But yeah, I remember. And I remember seeing him there, not paying attention. Tumnus, Mister Tumnus. Tumnus.
0: Yeah, Mister Tumnus.
1: I can't remember all of the details of that book, but I remember seeing him, and I was like. All right, I've never seen that guy before and then a few years later something I saw, I saw him again not with the goofy ears and the shaggy hair and the goat legs and I went oh <laughs> hello <laughs> who's
0: that I pulled up a picture of Mr. Tumnus and yeah, yeah he looks ridiculous
1: nothing but get hotter and bulkier and yeah. beefier and, and he's gonna be, be he's gonna be in the new it movie ah! Yeah,
0: he's going to be one of the kids in the 28 years later uh, I'm not, audition.
1: I'm not one to be all like starstruck and crap, but I do follow him on Instagram. Oh, yeah, me too. He's, he's
0: entertaining. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. there's a few people I follow that are just, just because they're so funny.
0: So I think the only good thing that came out of Glass is James McAvoy and talking about him. Mostly and, naked. And yeah, he's mostly Pro naked. Good majority of the movie. He does uh, show off his range of acting by playing... He carried a, a, that movie. Numerous amounts of personalities oh, yeah. in the one character. He's like something like 20-something personalities. I think, yeah,
1: I think it's, t- it's 24 personalities. Yeah. I want to clear something up. There's actually um, Split, that character, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb, is based on a real person.
0: Yeah, we we heard about this guy on the podcast Mysterious Universe.
1: Yeah, I heard about the original story on, and, on, on uni, yeah.
0: And he was an Australian... Uh, Australian kid or guy who was wreaking some sort of havoc, like doing some sort of crimes and when they finally got him detained he ended up in a mental hospital and they yeah, determined that he, he had was, multiple he was, personality disorder, right?
1: He was basically raping women. Like, That's what it was. He wasn't killing them. No. Obviously there was that shock value that they needed for a split. I don't believe he ever killed anybody, but um, yeah, it, I, it the majority of the characters in Split are based on a real person.
0: And the concept itself. In fact, the, 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 the characters Glass
1: is very similar to what that person actually went through. Right. Not, so, not with a light. So just to like
0: give a little that. bit of background, if you haven't seen any of the M. Night Shyamalan with Ding Dong movies, uh, Unbreakable was the first one where Bruce Willis finds out that he's got superhuman strength. And, and Samuel and Jackson. Samuel Jackson plays a a guy who's got brittle bone disease, and he's broken his bones over ninety times in his lifetime. And, but he's got a he's got he he claims to be a super uh, super human, genius, super genius, which he is. He he's is you know really smart with technology and planning things and planning escapes and all the that mastermind. stuff. The mastermind. The mastermind, he, he's kind of like the the villain of 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 that movie. And then. Split, which is the the next movie that came out, which was James McAvoy plays a, a multiple personality guy who uh he, he's got a, a thing called a harem or not a harem but a uh, horde. The horde a of people horde. who are all in support of this supreme being of all of the characters come together and they become the beast who well, James the McAvoy beast was
1: sent to protect Kevin. Right. And yeah. because
0: Kevin uh crumb is the kid, the actual human who houses all of these multiple personalities was abused as a kid. Mm -hmm. And so he acts out this way and, and his, the beast is supposedly supposed to cleanse the, the, the sins of the world. And so he does that by eating people and and killing people. Mm -hmm. And glass is the, the third movie in the trilogy, which kind of sums everything up. And to be honest, I felt like this movie was kind of like an M night Shyamalan looked at his characters and said, you know what? Maybe if I bring these together, I can wrap it up in a little bow. And it felt completely forced. It
1: completely was completely forced. I was so underwhelmed too, because there could have been so many more good opportunities, yeah. more suspense to build. Yeah. And and I th- mean, right I at was, the beginning, I was like, wait a minute.
0: I feel like it was a waste of perfectly good character development from Split. And it just kind of put him up against Bruce Willis's character, which is ultimately the the plot is that Sammy Jackson wants to see these two superheroes um, go up against each other and show the world that superheroes actually do exist. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Sarah Paulson is trying to convince all three of them
1: that, superheroes that they don't, don't exist. And that, and you, that it's that, all in their head and they've all suffered brain trauma. It's all and
0: coincidental. And they, if they, they look at all their brain scans, they see the same
1: seeding uh, doubt
0: disfigurement seeding yeah. the doubt that they are actually superheroes
1: Neither, none, none of them are familiar with brain scans for all they know she could be pointing at nothing
0: right and, and they
1: all look the same so because they're all normal
0: it's a very loose plot and it, it, it felt like
1: I had a lot of questions
0: I did too but I'm not going to really waste too much time yeah. asking them because I know the answer is going to be well Emma Chumalan wants you to leave it open for interpretation but uh, there is some things that you can leave from an open and spoiler alert. There's, there's a major spoiler alert here. Sarah Paulson is trying to convince them that they're all superheroes because she worked for some sort of secret society that keeps the word quiet on all superheroes and basically assassinates any of the superheroes that come to light.
1: So she doesn't not believe in them. In fact, it's the opposite. She
0: knows they she exist. She knows. And, and she her, knows where they are. And her and her secret society who coincidentally always meet up at busy lunch places. Oh, it was so- Stupid. And they all have special tattoos to to signify their importance in society. So they have this secret society that meets at busy lunch areas <laughs> to meet up and figure out, okay, well, there's superheroes popping up over here. So let's go either convince them that they're not. And if they can't be convinced, then we kill them because it's supposed to keep order. We don't need gods living among us. That's the fucking plot twist. Stupid.
1: And stupid. it, it left me like... It left me feeling completely unsatisfied because they kept saying, no, it was an origin story all along. Um, Okay, even more major spoilers. The kid from Unbreakable. Oh, yeah, that was he's actually back in it. As the kid, as as his as, ki- as Bruce Willis's son, same kid, same actor, nineteen years later.
0: Yeah, I okay. think that was same really actor. cool if they did that.
1: He's a little bit creepy looking though. <laughs> he looks like an alien. His eyes are so dark blue; they almost look black, and they're not brown. They're blue. Did you say he looks
0: like a star child? Yeah, you're
1: star the star. Google it. Um, star child or star children yeah. are supposedly the offspring of aliens.
0: Star children or Indigo children. See, yeah. I told you. Yeah,
1: you were. I said I was pretty sure you were. Go to like the images.
0: So they they appear like they have alien type,
1: very dark eyes, very
0: wide, wide eyes, uh,
1: very small mouths, very small noses. Yeah, he, he yeah. just. I don't know. like like a gray, like you know, like the grays, right? Like yeah, gray referring to the gray, the, the aliens. gray aliens. Yeah, you yeah, with, the, with the really big eyes and mm-hmm. the very small mouths and the very small noses. So. I know that sounds fucked up because he's not an ugly guy.
0: No, he just has those he's, dramatic he's features. He's got
1: such dramatically dark blue eyes that when you look at him, it's like, it's almost like they're black.
0: So cool.
1: So I I want to be that a star was a, child. That was a little distracting. <laughs> yeah.
0: Other than that, honestly, uh, we don't need to dive too deep into no, the movie. But, but.
1: but what I was saying was they kept saying they said at the very end, oh, it was an origin story. But. It left me with nothing. Yeah. Did the kid have Bruce Willis's powers as well? No. The chick, the 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 what's her name from Split? She had a major role in this movie. And- yeah,
0: but she was just trying to reveal that there was still good. And in, she did and the, in the multiple personality. She did. Character. She
1: made you feel compassion for, um, for well, he, McAvoy. She
0: brought out the original guy she, yeah. who was being protected by all the bad personalities. Yeah,
1: she and she really brought him out. Like yeah. she allowed him to like come forward and like, you know, enjoy a moment of yeah. life in yeah. the light, as he likes to put it. But it, it, if that were the case, then like. Whose origin story are we watching?
0: (laughs) I think it was a collection (laughs) of all three of them is what the, what it was. It it
1: just was too, it was, you were right. It was forced because we could have had an unbreakable um, sequel and we could have had a split sequel. No. If he had just stuck with split and left the superhero shit out of it, we would have had an amazing psychological thriller.
0: Like split was. Yeah. Absolutely. We didn't
1: need it. We didn't need it.
0: I was excited. I thought that on the heels of a, of a good Decent uh, yeah. M Night Shyamalan movie because I think we were talking about it after after the movie. I think the the only great movie that he did was The Sixth Sense, which is the original one that kind of put him on the map. But then Signs is the second best. Yeah, that he did. All the other ones are just complete garbage.
1: Right. So he had uh, so he had Sixth Sense, Signs, Signs, and then Split.
0: Yep, those, those, are, were the his, so it, those so are the best. So you guys,
1: it's one every decade. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he gets.
0: Not a bad track record considering it's how many movies he It's a terrible
1: track record. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's it's
0: M. Night Shyamalan, ding-dong. Everybody's going to go watch it
1: for the twist. Oh, and for he, has, twist. he has got to stay the fuck out of his movies. His cameos no, that's his are thing. more... No, that was... What's-his-face is Stan Lee's thing.
0: Well, he didn't make the movies. He was like... The artist or the, the cameo? Yeah, that that was no, the Marvel thing to keep Stanley involved. Cameo,
1: the cameo in the movie is Stanley's thing. Leave it with Stanley, for God's <laughs> sake! He is awful. You
0: know, Hitch, like, you know Hitchcock did that too, right?
1: Hitchcock, I was. You know what I was just going to say? Yeah. Shyamalan's our generation's Hitchcock. Yeah. Well, okay, hold on. I maybe it's Michael Bay because of his obsession with uh with. Fucking Fox.
0: Well, I think that and I think that's where Hitchcock you could draw the parallel. Yeah,
1: Hitchcock was obsessed with Tippi Hedren, despite right. her horrid oh. acting. Right. So, Megan
0: Fox's, uh, Fox Michael is Bay's Tippi Hedren. Tippi Hedren.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've said that for years.
0: Google it. jeez Please. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, big thumbs down for Glass. Um, another uh, entertainment-related note. We did end up starting watching Punisher. Well, I did. I, I started watching the Punisher. Season two over the weekend.
1: I always loved the Punisher, but I cannot get into this stinking show. You can't. No, no. Because because every time I watch an episode, he gets the living shit beat out of him and somehow manages to stand up straight the next fucking day.
0: He's the Punisher. That's why. I know. No. You got to suspend a little bit of, of disbelief at least in this regard is that he's supposed to be such a badass that he can work through all the pain and you know, he's not a superhuman. He can't heal himself, but the fact that he's a Marine and that he, he can take a big beating is supposed to be part of his appeal. What?
1: I hate it. Cause I love the guy. <laughs> he's so hot.
0: John Bernthal. Yeah. He's, oh, he's a great actor with
1: hair. I would like to oh, see, my God. I would
0: like to see him do like a comedic role. Or even like a more serious, uh, dramatic role.
1: I want to say he did something kind of comedic, but I could be wrong.
0: Well, I think he has it in him. I think that he could do it, and I think yeah. that he would be really good at he it. Getting, he just hasn't been casted in that type of thing yet because yeah. he's always been the the marine who's who's got a bad attitude
1: or the ex cop, yeah. right? Right? Or Shane? No, was it? Sh- was it Shane from, from The Walking, the Walking Den? Dead? I don't know.
0: I never watched that show.
1: Oh, yeah, God, he's so- <gasps> his ass though. <laughs>
0: You see him He's get, a, get his a bullet own
1: gravitational t- pull, it's just amazing. You
0: see, a, you see, bullet get a taken out of his ass when uh, he uh, I think it's the second episode. That
1: dumb bitch was all like, Oh, I gotta do this, and I'd be like, bitch, Get out of my way, let watch, me at it. Watch
0: him. me pull that bullet I'll out of his ass with my no teeth. hands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll do it with my teeth.
0: <laughs> so far, I, I we're only uh, six episodes into the Punisher so season he two. Is. I, I checked
1: am. out at what episode two I after was like, the ass I'm done yeah. I saw all I needed to see you finished at least he's got his hair yeah yeah but the
0: story's great and I, I'm really excited to see what happens with uh with with uh, with the with the whole um gosh I can't remember his name this is terrible terrible podcasting when <laughs> you go through talking about characters and you can't remember their names um, but, uh, Russo, Billy Russo, Russo for the the guy who got his ass beat at the end of season one, spoiler yeah. alert, he's back and he, d- he doesn't have any memories, but he's getting it all back together as the season goes through. Oh, yeah, and Russo. I wonder if he's going to be like, I hate the Punisher. I'm going to try to kill him. Or if he's going to be like, I need to do better for myself and, and, you know, man up yeah, and yeah, to, to all know, the wrong I've done.
1: Cause the detective, the chick, this is how uninterested I was in this series and i don't know why the chick that plays the cop the russo that she was fucking or whatever yeah Yeah. and like she keeps coming back to his his hospital room and like trying to confront him and that kind of stuff because she doesn't believe him yeah that he doesn't remember he's
0: got amnesia
1: yeah and i i stood there i didn't i didn't pay attention to what brandon had put on the tv and i was like Oh, she looks familiar. What's she from? What else is she from? And then I went, uh, "Punisher, oh, the season, Punisher one. season one." <laughs> like, <laughs> it took me she's so the long. one
0: that was getting railed by Russo.
1: She's so pretty. Isn't yeah. it? No, there's something different about her. There's something almost kind of innocent about her look. Yeah, but she's so dramatic looking. I just wish her different. hair was longer. Yeah. I think because it just makes her look a little weird. But she's got like the little freckles, and she's just really she's just so pretty to me. So uh,
0: so far on the review. John Berthold's hot. The chick is pretty. And you get to see Burnthal's ass in episode two.
1: They're easy to watch if you don't care about the storyline.
0: True, yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's eye candy. So it's, it's easy to it's easy for me to be like, okay, babe, watch what you want. <laughs> 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 Pan like a dog. <gasps> oh god.
0: So I, I'm excited to see what happens with the Punisher. I think that the Punisher is the best thing that they've done as far as what the Marvel uh, series is, is. I don't on disagree Netflix. with that. Yeah, I don't I think disagree that's the best that. one on there.
1: I just I just wish that maybe they would space out his ass whoopings.
0: Uh, <laughs> And bring out his ass some more.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to see a little more naked. Make
0: the ass co- can co-star. I,
1: can I get a, maybe a shower scene?
0: Ooh, there you go. <laughs> uh, another thing I'm excited about that's going to be coming out on March 27th on the Sci Fi Network is season two of Happy. We oh. got uh, Christopher Maloney. He's back, and the the whole cast is back with uh, Pat Oswalt as the imaginary. A uh, unicorn, flying unicorn thing. Uh, the, the trailer just hit, and I was going to play the audio on on the podcast, but it doesn't really translate very well because there's a lot, a lot of visual of stuff or
1: anything like, It's just a lot of loud noises.
0: Visually pleasing, though. I mean, I'm I am so excited. There's uh, all the characters that you love in the first season are back. Uh, the guy that tortures everything is he's torturing a guy who's completely skinless and hanging from <laughs> from chains. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Maloney kills and a bunch of people in a in a nursing home.
1: And Happy's Happy has changed in a sense that uh he's aware of the adult thing. <laughs> he's
0: think, he's been tainted since the first season. Yes. Think, he's not think, so childish anymore.
1: Was it the last episode where um Happy had like killed that? He had killed another. He
0: killed another imaginary imaginary character. friend,
1: and it yeah. like and and Maloney looks at him, and he's like, "I know that look. Yeah. The first I show. killed
0: you. Killed somebody.
1: What'd you, what'd you do? Yeah. And, oh my god! I laughed so hard. But now, so now, Happy has this a little bit more. Um, he's not cynical, but he has a better understanding of the adult world. So yeah. there's an extra additive. Uh, added layer of humor with the whole like oh no drinking and this and that like right. he has this wider expanse of knowledge and I'm really looking forward to seeing how he applies his positive outlook to all of it
0: yeah he's, he's a he's a grown up version of an uh, imaginary character yeah and it's gonna be fun the whole theme is surrounded by Easter uh, the first season was surrounded by Christmas so this one is around Easter and the same creepy guy who was abducting children in the end is is still the bad guy there's really no spoiler there but uh, if you go out and check out the trailer just look up a happy season two official trailer up on youtube it's, i it's think really it's good.
1: gonna be amazing
0: i can't wait um and then another show that we have gotten into <laughs> on hulu is so funny it's called future man <laughs> and it, it's so out there it's so great speaking of sixth sense uh Haley joel osmit plays the the bad guy in season two of future man well, which
1: he sort of plays the bad guy in season one Kind of, but but he he plays kind of more
0: of a tertiary character in season
1: one. Well, yeah, well, no. (sighs) Okay, back up. Future Man, all they basically are doing are jumping from different timelines and different timelines, trying to fix something. Right. And by the end of season one, they think that they've done it. So season two opens in like their future. Their present day. What they think is supposed to be like, it's going to be fixed. But what they realize is that all they've done is they're not jumping in time. They're literally just jumping timeline. Right. So they're not changing anything. In fact, they've made things worse.
0: <laughs> just like Back to the Future, you know, yes, 1, 2, and 3. Exactly. And it's just like the, the show Rick and Morty where yep. you have a bunch of parallel universes. And once you get to the point where there's so many parallel universes that you've created, that you've branched out, it just creates absolute anarchy.
1: Mm-hmm. And...
0: Honestly, if you haven't gotten into Future Man, watch it from season one.
1: Be open-minded and be aware that it's going to be campy.
0: It's campy, but it's but also funny. hilarious. It's extremely viral. It's, it's vulgar. The, oh, yeah. the The comedy in it is perfect. I mean, the writing in season two is so much better than season one, but... It was still good in season one. It's just they gotten so much better yeah. in season two. Yeah, for sure. And it's surrounded It's surrounded by this character. His name is Josh Futterman, or <laughs> Future Man. Um, he plays his video game at the beginning of season one, and he beats it. And by beating it, he has uh, revealed to... The future that he, because apparently this game is like some sort of training course yeah. for you to be able to defeat these What's things called the biotechs. The actor
1: that plays Josh, um, Josh Futterman? I dude? think he's the same
0: guy that uh, was uh, in the Hunger Games. PETA
1: in the Hunger PETA Games. PETA right? in the Hunger oh, Games. Oh God, his name's escaping and it's so sad because.
0: But he's a great actor. Josh Hutchinson. Josh Hutchinson, Hush- thank Hutcherson you. or Hutchinson? H- Hutcherson. Let me, let me double check that here
1: um he so yeah josh hutcherson, hutcherson yeah yeah
0: he's he, hilarious
1: he is he really is hilarious and one of i think one of the best things about it is so there's uh the the three main characters are tiger wolf tiger is the girl tiger
0: is good the girl and wolf, wolf is, is the, the guy, is a guy the
1: warrior guy so yep. warrior girl is tiger warrior guy is wolf and then josh and he is just a video game playing little like typical millennial white boy, yeah,
0: lazy guy. Yeah. He's he's a janitor in the first season for a company, and you know, ultimately he's recruited by these the the two warriors, Tiger very, and Wolf from the future. Yeah,
1: it's got a very Terminator s oh, yeah. kind of feel to it, especially in the first season. Yeah, t-
0: Terminator, Back to the Future, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all those lumped into one uh, with like eighties themes mixed into there and it, oh my god i can't I I, i'm so, gonna do it zero justice trying I know. to explain I,
1: it. I, so here's the thing i was really hesitant because hutcherson was in it and i was like um how good is he and then you watch the first episode and i was hooked i was absolutely hooked and it is by no means does it live up to any of the standards that i would watch a show like <laughs> and it reminds me of, um. Ba- I think it's basically like Tiger and Wolf were raised in a world or lived in, in a, a world, world. <laughs> without like written um like language, like books and stuff, like written language was like forbidden or things like that. Yeah. And, like So, so they're they,
0: kind of dumbed down.
1: They sound like they're really stupid, right. but they're not. Yeah. Like do not let the fact that like Tiger likes to eat cats.
0: <laughs> it's a delicacy it's, where they live.
1: Right. And, yeah. Or like <laughs> the puppy thing. You're like when they replaced um when all the puppies went extinct and they replaced them with robots she's mm-hmm. like well yeah i'd be angry too you replaced a viable food source like <laughs> <laughs> or what was it when he called the um the space wagon to the blinky blinky spot in the sky
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> they're talking, talking about stars spaceships <laughs> them, so spaceships, them, yeah. so
1: spaceships are, are space wagons like yeah. everything that they say if you just really listen they're saying the same thing they just have a different word for it and it is it's like when kids named things like uh, danger noodle is a snake. Yeah, that's them. They have like kid, almost kid communication level.
0: The, the writing is, is brilliant. It's not all dumbed down. It's not just it's just it's really quick witted. It's it's, it's funny. very, very funny. Season two just dropped a couple weeks ago. It's it's they absolutely drop a
1: lot hilarious. of puns. It's just if you, you just just pay attention, it's just funny. It's easy to get lost in.
0: And finally, speaking of things to get lost in, um, our new obsession with the show Black Mirror.
1: Oh. The Lord. anthology
0: series on Netflix that has been around for years.
1: Say goodbye to your weekend if you haven't watched Black Mirror. It's
0: so good. And I I, I, I mistakenly said that there's like, multi, like 12, 13 episodes per season. I was absolutely wrong. There's like two or three Maybe four per season.
1: When we got to the last episode, it was like way earlier Wait, than where expected. Wait, se- where's season like, two? What's happening this here? This is season three? They've already gotten through it all? Yeah. No, it, it's incredible.
0: So good. In fact, I, I think it's it's worth watching over and over again. Um, but the, the big thing that came out over the holidays was the choose your own adventure version of Black Mirror called Grabbersnatch.
1: Bandersnatch. Sorry. Bandersnatch. He, does that. he does that on purpose, you guys.
0: So, Black Mirror <laughs> Bandersnatch is uh, centered around this uh, video game uh, creator who wants to build this game based off of this Choose Your Own Adventure book. And um, this is set in the 80s. So, it's all, you know, flashback to the 80s. And he goes into this company to pitch his idea. He ends up getting the idea um, uh, approved. So, he's going to design this game. And all the while, while we're watching this show, you have to pick the outcome. It starts out from the beginning. Like one of the opening scenes shows the, the, the main character, the, the game designer, go into the kitchen and he's talking to his dad, and his dad offers him two different types of cereals. And right away, you're, you're, you're already setting the course for the duration of the movie. And we got through so the entire it's movie. Seen. Yeah. So we, we got through the entire movie, I think. And, you know, we, we picked the one cereal. And it goes through all these different things. And you choose one or the other, one choice or the other. Is, is he going to accept the job or is he not going to take the job? Is he going to, you know, talk to his dad or is he going to talk to the therapist? It's like there, there's all these choices you can make. And it's very, you, you really have to be involved. It's not like one of those shows that you could just set and forget and binge. Like you have to be involved. And when yeah, it gets you have to- have a
1: certain amount of time to make your selection. Or I it'll take it for you. Yeah. And I don't know- I don't know if it has a preference, like if it always shows up on the left hand side it or doesn't. the right hand. It's that's random the thing. Yeah. So it's I don't want to give a lot away. I understood the episode. Yeah. Oh, I do, too. I get it.
0: Especially when you get to that, quote unquote, end point. He, it's, it, it's supposed to emulate the idea that you'll just go insane because the the the, the, the possibilities are endless. Right. No. Like it's not an ending. There's no ending to the show. Yes, there
1: is. There wasn't an ending. Yes, there was. We sat there. He said it. What did he say? It gives you the illusion that you had control the whole time.
0: Uh, uh, mind Boom. blown black mirror broken
1: because it didn't matter what selection we chose like it actually told us we chose something wrong at one point and took us like he, it did and you said he you like,
0: chose poorly.
1: poorly and then like he had a dream and he woke up back to where we had to make a different decision right so
0: like we had to deny the, the job pre-
1: and the premise of the whole show was he's building Basically, he's building the video game like the show that we're watching where you make oh, the yeah. choices. Yeah. But there were too many choices. And so he couldn't, the, the software couldn't even keep up with it because he kept building and building and building and it couldn't do it. So he, he figured out he needed to scale it back to give the illusion that you had control, but the outcome was always going to be the same. Mm.
0: But then it leaves you open like, well, I don't feel like it's finished. I need to go back. I need to try something different. And it kind of gets you into that mindset that you're going insane. Got you
1: into that mindset. And I thought to myself, well, this was a waste of fucking time.
0: (laughs) So so you didn't like Banderson? I would
1: have rather watched people trying to play the game going insane.
0: Maybe that's the next level. We're watching people watch the show.
1: I hope not.
0: (laughs) You never know in Black Mirror. It
1: was not my favorite episode of Black Mirror. I agree. By any means,
0: I think that it was a great concept, and yeah. especially with the technology that Netflix has. Well,
1: it duped you. They did,
0: and I think that the Netflix technology that they have, like it was, it was just such a no-brainer for something like the showrunners at, at Black Mirror to be like, you know what? If they could skip title screens and they could say, yeah. "Watch next episode." how there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to to manipulate the game or the show with an interactive feature
1: yeah make it a game it's the wave of the future man hey you got you got our attention certainly kept you focused
0: yeah and i think that i think that they i don't know if they could do it again the same way but i think that they can incorporate that technology into future episodes of black mirror and make it make it interesting
1: so now if you want to prove me wrong
0: go back and do it go again. Go back
1: and do it and do it different. But do you remember the choices you made?
0: Yeah, pretty much. I was kind of like more on the positive side. Like I always wanted to, I kind of always wanted to say yes, just yeah. to see like what would happen, like without saying no. And and sometimes like it would shoot you but back. Like would, if you said yes too many times.
1: Yeah. And like if, if and it, so it didn't really, like I said, it didn't matter what you chose. It would take you where it wanted to take you. Yeah. And, the and you choices. didn't have control.
0: Like at the end, towards the end, you see the guy is like I'm not in control of this. What yeah, are you telling they me to do?
1: Where people became aware that they, you know, it, it was being controlled or whatever. But uh, that was cool. I, uh, true black mirror fashion. Agree to disagree. But that's how it happens that's with black Mirror. That's true. That's true. It's just, yeah, the awareness kicks in. I just, I don't know. I felt like um I felt like when they gave you the option to make a choice, it was like, why the fuck do I care what cereal he's gonna fucking eat? <laughs> punch your dad or not punch your dad. Now that's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt. It felt stupid sometimes because, like, I, either way, it's the same outcome. Punch the computer or pour tea on the computer. It's going to destroy it. All right. Doesn't matter.
0: All right. So, quickly running down the list Glass, thumbs down. Thumbs um,
1: down. Uh, uh, underwhelming.
0: Underwhelming, thumbs down. Uh, Future Man, thumbs up. Oh, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Punisher Season Two and John Bernthal's ass. Thumbs uh, up. One thumb up. Okay. One thumb up his ass. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. <laughs>
1: Ah, sideways. sideways thumb. It, basically, it was one of my least favorite episodes of Black Mirror. Yeah.
0: So basically watch all of the other Black Mirror shows episodes and just skip over Bandersnatch.
1: No, just don't, don't, don't think too hard about it.
0: So don't do Bandersnatch, but Snatch. There you go. Okay, cool. And happy season two coming out in then March. Super stoked. Big thumbs up. And also big thumbs up to the Ghostbusters. That's going to be coming out
1: next year. Oh, and there's another show i really, really, yeah. really, really want to watch. What else? Uh, Good omens.
0: Good omens. Uh it's gonna be an Amazon Prime joint. I right? believe it is. And it's well, got David it's not, Tennant from The Who?
1: It's y- <clears throat> hold on. Hold what? on. Back up a minute. The Who? Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> uh day, I, well, David Tennant's more from from more than just Doctor Who, yeah. But David Tennant will be in it. He was in uh um uh, he was in Harry Potter. And he was in uh, what's the show on uh, Broadchurch Broadchurch is a British investigation show. Mm-hmm. It's a very good show. He's a very
0: British actor.
1: He's Scottish, but that's but okay. he's
0: more popular in the BBC shows. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So Good Omens is a BBC show, mm-hmm. but it's being brought to Amazon. Mm-hmm. There's no official release date, but it should be early 2019. So cool. it should be early this year. It looks incredible it's about angels and demons and them having to kind of team up together to kind of save what they want as the status quo i guess
0: can't wait to watch it especially yeah. because it's kind of in the similar vein of american gods it's on it stars is. and it's that's coming out soon fair.
1: and that i'm i'm excited i'm a little reserved about that because i know Gillian anderson won't be there and
0: yeah, a lot of people that were that were a part of the first season, especially like behind the scenes, all the writers yeah, and stuff kind of yeah. jumped ship, but it's, hopefully it'll still be good.
1: I saw the preview, it still looks pretty good. Yeah. So, oh, and Deadwood movie.
0: Ooh, there's going to be oh, a Deadwood movie. Oh, good, yeah. I got I got into the Deadwood Shane. like real late, but that Deadwood show on You're welcome, uh, on by HBO. The way. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that show.
1: Only three seasons. <clears throat> and it
0: ended so abruptly. Yeah. So now that they've they've come, they got all the original cast back and they're going to be making a movie that's supposed to take place uh, it's uh, like a, years later. Like
1: a couple years later, but like yeah. what's happened and like how it's progressed and basically oh. like the dynamics of like the politics and that kind of stuff. Oh my God. It looks, it's just going to be amazing. All these
0: Western talk, all this Western talk makes you want to watch Westworld. And and that should d- be, that coming show to be coming out soon too. This
1: year, right? Hopefully. I love that show. we get a new season last year? Cause they're always 18 months.
0: We did get a new season of so Westworld last year. we might be looking
1: year. at 2020. Maybe. I haven't looked into it. We'll have to. I, I, you know, I'm itching for like a Western kind of, do you want to go do a cattle drive with me? Yeah, let's
0: Let's go to Wyoming. Let's do. Let's pull a city slickers and go do it. Let's do it. All right. While we go book our our trip to Wyoming and our cattle drive, uh, I'll leave you to uh, the ending of this podcast, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Namaste, bitches. The rad.